Now activating the Beast Node, hosted by Travis Lochner. Are you ready? ready? Yep. If you listen and take action, the following few moments may change your life. The world needs you now more than ever. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered for? What is your true purpose on this earth? You were meant for greatness. Does this hit an emotional chord? Yeah. I can help you change your future. Have a greater purpose in life. Your soul is screaming for you to answer your true calling. Initiate upload to listener in three, two, one. Enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a young gun in the building today. He is an Amazon best-selling author of Growth Mindset University. He's built this brand also into a top 15 podcast in the education category and has flipped that into a media project called Trend Up, where he helps other people do the same. He has done all of this before the age of 23. He's somehow also certified in CPR, certified as a personal trainer. So if he doesn't change your life, he'll probably save it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Paris. Welcome to the yeah. show. How are you, man? Travis, I'm doing really well. Uh, having, having myself a good Friday, having good conversations today uh, with, uh, with some great people, and you're one of them, and thanks for having me. And, and uh, yeah, I want to wanted to say that that you know I'm not just like some jack of all trades with with CPR and, and certified person trainer. That was just it was my first career. You know, it was it was just what I yeah, it was what I did uh, when I was 19 years old and and uh, that's how that's the first thing I did to make money on my own. And that was a really cool thing and a very important stepping stone that led to a lot of other things. It's brilliant. Led no, to a lot of empower gave me a lot of empowerment. Like wow, I can do this. <laughs> I don't know. And this is, uh, this is uh, exactly why you're here is kind of this for everything that you've accomplished for your age, the 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 ratio is out of whack compared to to most people, um, which is such a huge reason that I'm curious to have you in this room to really just shatter any potential boundaries um, in that world. Uh, that's really what attracted me to seeing your podcast, your show, as you have this youthful energy and this sort of Gen, Gen Z voice that is really mm. mature for your age compared to, whereas other people are still figuring out like what they're going to major in in college stuff. You've built up a podcast in your first company and just leveling up from there. So it's been beyond impressive yeah. uh, to watch from afar and glad to have you in here. Um, yeah. Well, I'm glad grateful. I have the youthful energy. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I have the, 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 the youthful voice. I mean, it would make sense. I'm pretty youthful. Well, you got the, I the hope ra I keep radio it. voice. Yeah. <laughs> you got it too, though. And, and I, didn't, I didn't have it in my first 10 episodes the way you have it. Oh man, no worries. It's uh, it's been an honor. Uh, very grateful over here. So on that note of gratitude, we'd love to just kick things off. Hearing a little bit from your world, what is the first thing you were grateful for today? Oh, it's Catch you on your toes. funny because I, after I read, that's the first thing I do in the morning. The second thing I do is I sit down and I meditate. And there's a couple of things I do when I meditate after my first breathing routine, I 
then I asked myself, what are three things that I am grateful for? (laughs) So I have already answered this question today. And it was... And it was actually kind of what I said in the beginning here that I was thinking about the people today that I get to talk to and the conversations that I get to have. I was really looking forward, very grateful for uh, my sales director and I. We were having a conversation with a a, a very uh, a very talented sales professional, and we were going to learn from him today and connect with him. and And we did that at ten o'clock, and that was that that was a lot of fun. and and uh, we were doing a little strategy call afterwards with our with uh, regarding our positioning and changing things up a little bit and and really uh, really really scaling this. And I was just I was really grateful for that and and the fact that I have now such a wonderful sales director. I've made I probably the best hire ever in in the past uh, in the past two weeks really. And it it is. It is. It has been wonderful. We're both, but both very much cut from the same cloth. He's twenty three as well, and and uh, it's a really, it's going to be a really great journey. Uh, just uh, that was my goal for for twenty twenty. Hire a, a sales director to to number one get his feet out, uh, you know, under him and start selling himself, but also build a sales team under him. And so I'm very excited for that. Next year's goal is to hire a CEO. And nice. Yeah. So. So building we're, we're gonna, the machine. Okay. No, yeah. that's, so that's what uh, I was grateful for. No, it's brilliant to see. Uh, not surprisingly that that's already top of your mind. Start of the day. Um, that's one of the common threads that I'm really trying to reinforce with this show, kicking things off. Every listener's not going to, not going to get past that first question without thinking about gratitude. It's such a key keystone to a successful life. Um, and clearly it is in yours. So, yes. um, would love to, unpack where where this all started where this all came from how this beast was built uh and let's take a little time portal trip to your childhood which wasn't too long ago yeah it wasn't. <laughs> um, but uh let's just take a step i'm still, still kind of in it yeah exactly what but let's ch- check in and kind of experience that journey from uh, up until this point because something special is happening over there. <laughs> and uh, would love to just see what do you consider the first moment that really set you on this trajectory? Any time in your yeah. childhood could kind of be an upbringing yeah. uh, thing in your family, your household, your habits. Um, somewhere you were set on this trajectory. What's the earliest sure. moment you can you can think of? Well, first off, I had, I mean, I had parents that did everything right. Really, really very, very lucky in that sense. And I was even just thinking uh, yesterday, like, oh, if I have kids, I mean, that's going to be a really fun, uh, fun experience. It's going to be so much fun. Like, they, they're just literally sponges. Like, you can't even, like, they literally get everything from you, uh, especially in the early, early years. So that's going to be like a really cool thing. Uh, and 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 I was, I was very lucky. So like I said, parents did everything right. Uh, but no, I didn't. I did not. I didn't. I did not have, I didn't know the word entrepreneur. I didn't, uh, like, that wasn't in my vocabulary. I can't even tell you when it came into my vocabulary. Maybe I was like 17 or 18. And it wasn't really until I was 18 that that was the first moment that I could remember that I I was like, oh, you know, I don't think I, uh, I don't think the traditional path is really going to work for me. I don't think that the get good grades, you can get into a good college and get more good grades so that you can get a good job and make $50,000 a year for the next 40 years and then 
we save everything for retirement, retire when you're in like 65 or mm-hmm. 70 and then save, you know, everything for the three years before you die when you're too old to enjoy them. <laughs> and just, just a very middle in life. Uh, it, it, and, and being, in, uh, being an employee was not for me. Cause I realized that when I, when I was 18 and I had been working at this restaurant for the past two years and I, it wasn't a really bad experience, you know. I, I was a very, I was a very good employee. Cleaned the drains without ever being asked, uh, and like, like, I just, I, I, I went above and beyond. I really did. Uh, mm-hmm. I had my, my best friend Peter working with me. I got him a job there early on uh, when I was sixteen, and we would like, we'd be like, no, I'm the GA, guest assistant, fancy term for busser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and. And we'd be like, no, I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the best. You know, we we really it was like we were really competing. We were trying to be really really good employees, mm-hmm. and we were very much so. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I got out of there and I said, nah, never again. Never will I work for anyone ever again. And that was the moment. That was mm-hmm. what set me on the path. I mean, it, and that was for a number of reasons. It just wasn't. I wasn't going to. It wasn't going to be a fulfilling life. I just and I also realized that at least subconsciously, uh, that I don't really respond well to, I don't take orders well. And, and when you're a server, which I was at the time I got promoted, when you're a server, you have to be able to take orders well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I just, you know, I just, uh, I, I, I just, I just can't do it. Uh, very hypersensitive to any perceived slight trait of a narcissist. Uh, and so I just, was not for me. I realized it wasn't going to be for me. Thank God I realized that very early on, and I promised then I would never work for anyone ever yeah. again, and I have not, and I never will. <laughs> no, and you mentioned you mentioned a key phrase there that sounds very entrepreneurial, that you clean the drains without being asked. Yes. This is something yes. that many other people getting thrown into that job yeah that wouldn't be what they're wired to do they it was would say, honestly that wasn't Travis, on my description yeah it was honestly meditative for me i remember like such a dirty you know you lift up the grate and so dirty and moldy and uh, you know because it's always wet and just disgusting and slimy and just getting some hot soapy water and a scrub brush and scrubbing that slime off and just making it look a little bit better and and cleaner <laughs> like it was honestly meditative and slightly fulfilling in the moment wow okay so we do we do have some some psychopathic traits here loving the, <laughs> lo- loving the, the drain cleaning uh but no i think it, it really is just the perfect symbolism yeah. of of entrepreneurship and the entrepreneur mentality so many people just truly aren't willing to get their hands dirty um so hearing that phrase in an experience completely unrelated kind of unintentionally um was really awesome to hear that so it's it's awesome to see the you had the self-awareness and obviously the logical catalyst to kind of send you on this trajectory. Was there anything in this realm of childhood, high school, growing up, in the emotional side that was a catalyst? A lot of this is internal. I know people that really build empires have mm-hmm. 
strong missions and internal triggers. Um, yeah. I've heard in previous interviews that you've struggled with being bullied and picked mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. with your friends in high school, and that yep. shifted your trajectory. Was, was just talking about one of my bullies with my dad over over text uh, because his dad <laughs> his dad is going to jail. <laughs> oh my god! I said fuck him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, well, there it is. It's on the air uh, for the world to know. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I'd be curious to hear, could you bring us to a moment that shifted or gave you that fuel or was a pivot point in that in your childhood that, that mm. was able to kind of either be a catalyst or just a, a, a realization, yeah. perhaps? I don't know. I mean... Uh if anything, really, just my my downfall in in high mm. school, and and just after years of misery, wanting to rise up and do something, and and show other people that I can do something that and that I am worthy and and a valuable human being, and that I'm talented and smart, and I really wanted to like show people that, so. I think that that had a lot to do with with rising above yeah. the average. Okay. No, I think uh, it's it's just so interesting to see the the why unpacking the the reason because without it, so many people can start a podcast, start a business, but it's the stuff that lasts and resonates that really comes from. Uh, a real place like that. Um, so let's let's keep moving forward closer to this this empire you've been building. Uh, at some point, you decided it's to write it. It's nothing yet, by the way, dude. Oh, I can't yeah. even tell. I Where, can't even begin here we go. to. Oh, glad to be a part of the the early 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 on the train. Yeah. <laughs> um, but would love to just kind of get bring us closer to your transition to where you're at now. So obviously, you went through kind of the traditional thing, realized the entrepreneurial route is far more compatible <laughs> with your personality. What were the first steps to mm -hmm. getting clarity on how that comes to life? Obviously, there yeah. was a path uh, of where you wanted to go, yeah. but why a book? Why a podcast? What's what's the, the well, reasoning behind Well, there's a lot that leads up to that, but sure. I left my serving job probably in February of 2016 and I didn't even quit. I just, I, I, I just stopped getting scheduled. I think like I was already like down to one or two days a week by my own choice. I was like, I can only work these days. And then I just, I kind of just fell off the grid. So I, I never got fired. I, I, I actually, or, 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 or quit. Like I, Technically, I guess I still am employed. I, I feel you a hundred percent. Coincidentally, I have virtually the same story, yeah. but for a hibachi restaurant right. that was not compatible for an introvert, uh, not mm -hmm. super coordinated with balancing, and I ended up spilling miso soup on somebody. Oh, that's horrible! Not the greatest idea. That's Never horrible. got scheduled again. Wow! Never got scheduled. Never got fired. <laughs> but also never got scheduled again. Yeah. Nice, so that odd, oddly resonates in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird thing. So that happened. And then for 
probably uh, several months till the end. Of, you know, I just wrap it up high school. I uh, didn't really, uh, wasn't really doing anything, wasn't working, you know, and I, obviously I didn't have to, you know, live with my parents, so, and, uh, but that's actually really crazy to think, I still lived with my parents in 2016, man, wow, that's pretty crazy, feels like I never lived there, <laughs> feels like it was 20 years ago, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really do anything, and uh, don't really know that I wanted to, had anything in mind, but, Somewhere along the way, uh, I, I, I had my sights set on becoming a personal trainer. And I mean, fitness is, is what turn, started turning around my life in, in junior year. That paired with uh, reading and, and learning and books. Mm-hmm. Re- voluntary learning. Voluntary reading. Not school learning. Sure, not sure. school reading. None of that. that it was, I started reading. I read for the first time in my life voluntarily in junior year of high school and but yes fitness so so that that's kind of, that kind of changed my life too and which reminds me i need to work out today Dude. <laughs> uh took off yesterday so anyway gotta get back on track so here. it seems it, yeah it's... but but yeah i i wanted to i wanted to be a personal trainer and so i you know i uh this family friend steve jordan uh was my, it's my he's my uncle's best friend they grew up in the same town and so he's a celebrity trainer in Los Angeles. He's trained Jordan Belfort and Toby Maguire and Ariana Huffington and Brad Paisley, and it could go on and on and on. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got a lot of questions for you, man. <laughs> so I, I had a lot of questions for him. I got on the phone with him, and then at the end of the call, I asked him, I knew I was going to ask this, can I work for you for free this summer? He said yes. Boom. And so I went out there for the summer, and, and uh, not for the summer, but for, for about a month or so I was with him. And learned all the little things, personal training, how to be a world-class personal trainer. If you're going to charge $200 an hour, you can't have a Dasani water bottle. You can't have an Aquafina water bottle. you got to have a Fiji water bottle. It's called brand consistency. You can't wear Under Armour shorts or a Nike shirt. you got to wear Lululemon pants. Yeah. <laughs> Athletic pants, yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. So brand consistency. I learned about that stuff and uh, learned how to be a world-class personal trainer. And I... And then I was I was with him probably up until the day or two before I went to college actually, and uh, then went to college and started making stuff happen there. Got involved in things for the first time in my life really, uh, on campus, and and that really broadened my horizons and allowed me to spread my wings and learn more about myself. And then by G- December of sixteen, I started studying for the National Academy of Sports Medicine certification and personal training to take the mm. test. And in January, I did. I passed. And I became a personal trainer. And it took me two months to get clients. There's a whole thing behind that. Quite a lot of learning lessons there in, in, in failing to get clients for two months. But I eventually, I got my first two clients in the same week. And all of a sudden, I was making $60 an hour as a working for myself. And it was really, very cool. And I had, uh, I guess I was like 19 and a half years old. So. Mm. So the yeah the common thread I'm quickly seeing here is this focus on external service on growth voluntary growth voluntary reading so this is not surprising yeah. that you were quickly led into podcasting realm where you now do that for other people you've got your your book that obviously is is focused on people leveling up their life with with that voluntary reading sort of coming full circle so with that being 
uh, obviously a, a clear vision or purpose on your end. I'm not just going to ask, Is it, are you trying to serve an audience? We should reinforce that. Um, obviously, we need to reinforce empathy in everything we do. Um, but the way you specifically approach stuff seems very strategic as far as life habits, your day. Uh, as I mentioned, just right off the first question, you already had a, a gratitude exercise and breathing exercises mm -hmm. throughout the day. So while we're in this lifestyle download of kind of getting a snapshot of your life, I'd love to tap into that briefly of your habits that you're really developing. And mm -hmm. I'm confident that the highest mm -hmm. performers really are just sitting on a stack of compounding yes. habits yes, that are uh, high value. So, compounding is a, is a wonderful adjective to describe it. Yep. Yes, <laughs> precisely what it is. So let's crack it open. Yes. What are the most valuable habits mm -hmm. uh, you've got in your life or your, your habit routine? Um, let's unpack that and, and see what, what you're brewing over there. <laughs> fresh, fresh in my head. I was just <laughs> talking to a, a high school class about this the other day. Someone asked this question. What are the what do you what do you do when you're feeling unmotivated? What do you do to get going again? And there's a few things. It's uh, number one. I mean, at this point, the only reason I exercise is for stress to to manage that and and make me feel good and get the endorphins going and make me feel empowered and inspired, uh, which which exercising does even after three minutes of it within the first three minutes of a workout or less. Like it's crazy the rush of endorphins. Like yeah, you've you've felt that obviously. You know that. Well, and it's wonderful. Uh, so that is absolutely critical. I am, when I don't work out, I am aggressive. I am mean. I meaner. No, I, I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm a, I, I'd say I'm honestly, if, if I never worked out, I'd be a bad person. I think that if everyone in the world worked out, I think the world would be a, Better place. And I'm talking 20 mm. minutes. That's how. That's actually. Yeah. That's how long I work out, dude. 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it does the trick. And you know, four times a week, five times a week, four, mostly four. And it it's just so much aggression just gets pent up when you, when, especially as a, a male, if you don't work out, you're just like, it's just you got to get that out. Well, you got to throw shit around man <laughs> like, no, this is a huge it's a huge critical piece i i wasn't aware of it um until my like mid or late 20s around around your age when i was finally done playing hockey because mm. i played hockey from age mm -hmm. four all the way to about 24 and it was yeah exactly that hitting people throwing shit knocking <laughs> knocking people around and you don't yes. realize yeah you get a lot of it out of you um, until you don't have those outlets. And yeah, maybe it's working out or uh, I, I think, yeah, creative outlets are another way to tap into that internal something, whatever mm -hmm. that internal male primal energy is. Um, it needs to be addressed for sure. So I'm Certainly. glad that uh, that's one of the first things you go to is, is yeah, physical health um, and making sure that's yeah, prioritized. Yeah, eating perfectly. I eat perfectly. I, I eat absolutely perfectly. I don't – outside of, you know, I'll eat out once a week. And I do that when I'm out of when – when I'm out of groceries, uh, when, I'm, when, I'm, when it's time to go food shopping again, I, I don't go food shopping that day. And then I go uh, eat out. Maybe I'll get a – and it's not really that unhealthy, like a, like a poke bowl. 
you know. Mm, um, okay. Which, you know, there's rice in there. and it's, Yeah. Yeah, so it's not perfect. But that's the most unhealthy thing I eat all week. Uh, it's like sushi in a bowl for people who don't know what that is. Uh, but actually, instead of getting pokey this week, I actually got sushi uh, a couple of days ago before I went food shopping again yesterday. So I go to Whole Foods and, and take care of business there. And that's all I got to do. I got to make one good decision every week. I I, I make you know I, I make one good decision in Whole Foods every week, and then I'm and then I'm good the rest of the week because I know I don't I don't eat out. Like I I don't have to like I'm not tempted by anything else the rest of the week. I'm just in Whole Foods. I got to be on my game mentally make the right decisions in there. I get the same stuff every week and it works out really well. Yep. I'm never tempted. So actually, yeah. so the, the side effect of that is I have really poor willpower, like incredibly poor. Like if I'm, you know, if I go stay with family up north for whatever, I eat awful. <laughs> <laughs> like worse than anyone you've ever seen. Like just terrible. And was like, it always becomes a game. It's like, all right, how unhealthy can I eat? You know, <laughs> so so it's just a disaster. But but when I'm at home, it's really wonderful, uh, and I'm home a lot, so it's great. And uh, yeah, so it's it's exercise, eating right. It is reading a few pages every day, and it is the meditation, which is again three to five minutes. Uh, I don't really meditate for an hour. Uh, I also don't read for an hour. I, I read about 10 pages or, or even sometimes less in a day. used to sit there and read 100 pages in a sitting back in you know, maybe high school or early years of college, but now I got shit to do. So <laughs> I got to get, get to it. So those are the things. And then I watch stuff like something maybe inspiring on Netflix, like World's Most Extraordinary Homes. It's really inspiring to watch, to something to aspire to it's mm. to to oh i will own such a home one day i must own such a home that's what i think when i watch that so it's it's a great thing uh, and then and then while i'm cooking a very meditative thing that i do six nights a week listening to a podcast or an audiobook yeah and i and oftentimes that extends into the actual eating of dinner sometimes i will turn off the speaker and turn on the tv to eat dinner uh, and that's that's great too, um, mm. but yeah, wow. Now the, the that's my the, life. For, the formula is simple, folks. Uh, I think yeah, we always expect there's going to be some crazy secret uh, behind everything, but it the the key pieces I saw or heard from from this is the consistency. Everything you mentioned, you had a frequency of consistency attached mm -hmm. to it. And then another piece I'd love to just briefly tap into was the smaller chunks. You mentioned digesting books in smaller chunks, um, working out for 20 minutes rather than freaking two hours. Um, <laughs> these, these are key pieces that I think a lot of people miss when they're trying to kind of level up their life, get new habits going. They go and work out for two hours once and they're like, whoa. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, okay, well, no, yeah, no wonder to. why. You're like, no wonder why uh, yeah. you're not inspired to con have a compounding habit. Yeah, so right. what was your, uh, I guess, is there any type of strategy to uh, those chunks or those more digestible habits? Yeah. What would be a way that um, people could utilize that rather than the the two the two hour uh workouts and then they never want to do it again well yeah i'd argue that that that's not even good for you i'd argue yeah. actually the opposite that that's kind of bad for you to 
do two hours. And I could explain it a lot better back when I was really in my personal training days. Uh, but it was something that I read about in the NASM textbook. Anyway, something about your ATP levels being depleted after an hour and a half or whatever. But anyway, I don't remember exactly. Some levels are depleted. <laughs> it's over. It's overtraining is the bottom line. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, just start start small and... Um, it's it's something's better than nothing. So, I mean, if I, I I I never check my phone. The, I never check my phone first thing. That's not the first thing I do. The first thing I do sure. every single day is read. Even if it's like three pages, I get it done. I check the box. I I do that for my yeah. brain, and then I meditate. Sometimes it is three minutes. Sometimes it's like seven minutes. I think yesterday I was seven minutes. And I was like, wow, that was a long time. I didn't even realize. Do you use any uh, apps or tools or you go uh, nope. old school? No, nope. no, no. <laughs> I, there has been, have been times where I've used like the Headspace app. Sure. But, you know, I've kind of been told not to, to, to kind of, st- if, it's just not the to be dependent on an app like that. It's just not the way to mm. to go. And then I got to incorporate my phone into my morning routine, and I just don't want it. You know, it's just just not the not the way to go. And if yeah. you know something that Dan Millman says that sitting meditation is the beginner's practice. He says that in Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Absolutely agree with that. You know, the real the advanced meditator, the real the peaceful warrior medita- meditates eyes wide open on everyday life on the the vibrancy of the trees and the even the the life in the rain i was like i was i was really feeling the rain like actually a, a week and a half ago of course i was uh not sober but that's another story <laughs> <laughs> episode 2 on the return yeah. Yeah. of jp so you know uh so i always took that with me you know, meditating eyes wide open on everyday life. Uh, that's more advanced. Uh, and so a, a lot about being in the now very much. Something that, again, Dan Millman talks about. Something that Eckhart Tolle talks about in The Power of Now. And if that is advanced and sitting med- meditation in general is the beginner's practice, then sitting meditation with an app is like, two-year-old meditation like t- for two-year-olds tutorial it's the tutorial it's the t- <laughs> yeah yeah that's the that's the hey, training and that's wheels, where yeah. yeah if that's what you need um starting there and then yeah leveling up no to that full full level uh yeah there's always levels to everything um but as always yeah it's interesting to see how simple simple this this formula is there's be simple be present read every day uh eat healthy yeah work be- out be the type of person that reads every day. Literally read a page and, and just say like, oh yeah, I'm a reader. You can literally say, I'm a reader. I read every day. This is, I think James Clear talks about this. I've not read his book, Atomic Habits, but I've heard interviews of him over the years and maybe I got that from him. Be the type of person that reads every day. Be the type of person that meditates. Start changing your identity to yeah. fit those things. And, and when you, you change your identity, you act in accordance with your identity. No, it's a huge piece of who we become, very similar to the food we consume. <clears throat> the information we consume obviously has some type of output. So on that vein of consuming and creating, 
you did mention you do watch some some Netflix or some shows. You are a human over there. Uh, some extra yep. <laughs> extraordinary uh, homes, like some more inspiring shows. But I would love to hear. I indulge in the other that. stuff too. The exactly. Yeah. This is this is where we're going, right? For uh, I would love to hear <laughs> in the re- in the realm of consuming. Yeah. What is what do you consume? Obviously, books are top of the list. Yeah. Uh, some some homemaking kind of inspiring shows, but what else what else gets thrown into your mind to yeah. to consume and absorb, and then we'll jump into creating. Yeah, after the, that, the obvious books, audiobooks, and and my consumption of audiobooks does not inhibit my consumption of physical books. I I I still do physical books just as much as I would if I did not do audiobooks as well. So that's worth noting. Uh, so I, I, I do audiobooks, I do podcasts, uh, all sorts of, of podcasts. And yeah, and then and then Netflix, like right now I'm probably I, I think I'm watching uh, yeah, I was watching it last night, uh, World War Two in color. Um, of course it's a Netflix original series and there are a couple of inconsistencies there. For example, uh, there are a couple of very, 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 very subtle lies, for example, like characterizing Adolf Hitler as far right when actually that's uh, it's the complete opposite. If you dig into uh, progressivism and the far left, uh, you could uh, you actually categorize him as far left. They, he, he was in no, no they way shape or form full, far right. They almost go full circle yeah. when you go too wacky yeah, either direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, right. Well, that wow. yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. So, but but I still I still enjoy wow. watching that. You know, I, I cool. Netflix is is obviously very biased, um, but. Uh, in, 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 in much of what they do, they have an agenda like a, like a lot of these media companies like Facebook and whatnot. Uh, I don't think they're as devious as Facebook, but yeah, I'll still watch Netflix and you know I watch stuff on there like um, you know what a really 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 good series is I am a killer unbelievable mm. series and they kind of sit down for like 40 minutes with people on death row, people you know serving life sentences Jeez. yeah. And, um, you know, it's like an interview documentary style. It, it's, it's, I've, I don't think I've ever watched something so well put together. Um, that series will always stick out to me. Just a, a real masterpiece in the way they put it together. Um, and, and the AB argument, too, the, the, because it's like the first 15 minutes, you, you almost always, find yourself feeling sorry for the they start out with the with the person on death row yeah. and you almost end up like feeling sorry like oh man it just it could just happen to anyone it wasn't even it was barely even their fault and then and then you hear like the and then they you know they talk to like sheriffs and detectives that they were on the case and the litigation or the judge and and then you kind of and then you see and then they go back to both and then and and it's like and you're kind of, and some, some at the end of some of them, you're like, "Damn, that person really just wrong place, wrong time, raw deal, wow. just poor set of circumstances." Other times, you're like, "Oh yeah, that that person's kind of dangerous." But <laughs> out of the twenty people interviewed on that series, there's like one episode for every person. There's really only like four, five, or five people that 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 I saw and that I was reading online, other people saying on Reddit, like, oh yeah, those people are dangerous. Like they, they would kill again if they got out. The other, a lot of the other people on there, it's like, damn man, like they didn't even have a chance in life from, from birth, like no shot. 
Um, they're uh, all these every single person on this series, like their upbringing was just awful. It it really it it sucks, you know, and, and that's why I'm like part of the reason I'm I'm super grateful that that my parents are who they are and they literally did everything right. Sure. So you know, because I could I could still be me and just and, and but had a terrible upbringing. Who knows who I'd be? Who knows? Really wonder. Uh, so yeah, I I do indulge in in stuff like that, uh, and I and I I don't know. I try. I I, I like to think I. I I learn by watching that. I, I, yeah. I think it's good to. I definitely feel some sort of empathy too. I think it's a good thing. Uh, no, I it's a, yeah, a I, I, I watch all sorts of things, man. Is there so? Yeah, no. This is a big piece of understanding at least a lot of what I'm trying to build and see in the future is more meaningful media a lot of the content mm. and the stuff that exists out there is very yeah fear-based um, yes news. i don't, don't so, even want to crack open the news so yeah like, that's media. worth that's but worth saying i never watch the news oh thank yeah no, there's and this is a big piece too yes yeah, most successful um people as i've been continuing to ask this question i'm thinking of content and media very the same way as food what happens to your body when you eat a bunch of fast food and shitty food you feel like crap, you're on edge, uh, everything sort of just starts falling apart. And I, I'm starting to notice the same with media. People that are consistently yes. consuming crappy yep. content and crappy food are consistently yep. anxiety-ridden, uh, not long-term thinking, very impulsive, reactive. So it's so awesome to see people like you and having opportunities to really cultivate more meaningful media. Yes. Um, and well, like you mentioned, extracting value from stuff. You're watching yeah. lessons on serial killers and and stuff. But there's a hu- you're I'm sure you're unpacking the psychology and for sure. the human element, their upbringing, and, and all that, of that's this. That's part of so. why I like to watch it. You know, it's my favorite thing. To my human behavior is my favorite yeah. thing. So yeah, I, I definitely learn a lot by watching that. I get a lot out of it. But I, I want to comment on the on the on on TV and the news. I mean, well, yeah, please do. Specifically, the news. What do you? What is it? What are what? You know, like, like you, you press the guide button. Let's see what programs are on. It's literally called. You know, you see like paid programming. It's either programming or paid programming. Either way, it's it's programming. Literally programming of of your mind. Think about yeah. Fox News and <laughs> CNN. Think about like tell me programming. Tell yeah. me, please, somebody try and tell me that CNN doesn't train doesn't program people to hate conservatives. Tell me that Fox News does not train, program people to hate liberals. Try Someone try and tell me that that's not what is going on. Because that, that's exactly what's going on. And think about <laughs> it. It like, won't be me because, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm on. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're so far beyond that line. Oh, uh, I, I bet if, uh, you, if, you, if you take a look at like the, the, in, the average income of people who watch the news versus people who don't watch the news today in 2020, I, I'm telling you, man, the, the people that don't watch the news make much more money. I, I, can't, I can't even understand why anybody would watch the news. It just makes you miserable. It makes you angry. It makes you hate other people depending on who, <laughs> yeah. what you're watching, what channel you're watching. Like, I, I can't even understand it. Like, y- if it's important enough, you're going to find the heck out about it. Like, 
what? Like, like uh, people that use the excuse of, oh, how will I? How will I know? How? Will, what if I miss something? You're not gonna miss anything important. It's gonna if it's important mm-hmm. enough, it's gonna get to you. I I can't think of like, what if I miss? I'm fine. I don't watch the news. I'm fine. I'm here. I'm thriving. <laughs> Yes. It's not an excuse. Oh, man. it's uh, This is brilliant that you've mentioned it because a huge thing I think a lot of people miss in this equation of we're all trying to be happy and thrive, like you're mentioning. And so many of us are looking for something to add, to buy, to yeah. get. Yeah, and yeah, so- yeah. a lot of the times what I've learned in the music world and mixing and mastering music it's about removing yes. or extracting something. Yes. And it looks like in your case, removing and extracting and cutting that negativity and anxiety from the news from your life that creates space yes. for more of that positive energy. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people forget about that concept of elimination or reduction. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad, yeah, you mentioned that. Just just stop watching yeah. news. Not, not, only, <laughs> not, only in, yes, not only in income are, are, are people greater who don't watch the news. But I, I mean, this is just, this is just a, I, I, this is just a fact. Like, this is just what, people who don't watch the news are obviously happier across the board. (laughs) Like, I I, I just don't know why you would watch, do that to yourself, watch the news. It's such a, it is such a disrespectful move toward yourself. Mm, That's an Considering what it does. Yeah. You, I think you, you, yeah. you don't love yourself the way you really should if you're watching the news. Mm, very interesting. So on this consuming versus creating, let's flip to the other side of the table real quick of creating media and content for the world to consume. Or it could be art. It could be music. It could be poetry. It could be anything. What do you create mm. what do you create for the world do you enjoy lessons that should have been learned in school mm. but were not learning with an ROI unlike traditional universities that's what i create mm. so yeah this uh if you want to eliminate negative news and listen to more meaningful media sounds like uh we've the, if <laughs> jordan paris's podcast or book might be a good place to start <laughs> um, so on that note i'd love to transition kind of into the second half of the show and really just share your legacy and your voice here with the listener that's with us and as you just mentioned you had this vision for growth mindset university and the one-liner for it is, yeah, teaching the lessons that we weren't taught in school. Very valuable angle and approach. From um, the people we should have learned from, too. Yeah, yeah. Real practitioners. No, it, the, the system that we're set up for uh, is not giving us the results we were told it was given. Um, so with that being said, I'd be curious to just tap into your version of the why, the origin story of Growth Mindset University. Why did this need to be created? Why do people need to be a part yeah, of this you. movement? Go to college. Go to college. You have to go to college. You're not going to be, be successful. It's a scam. Okay? That that 
messaging is such a scam. Let me take out take out tens of thousands of dollars in student loans. Even even if you have no idea what you want to do with your life, just do it. It'll all be fine. No questions asked. We'll give it to you. You want to take out a business loan? No shot. Student loans though, mm. all good. No questions asked. And by the way, it's unforgivable. <laughs> Isn't that great? You're on the hook forever. And it's going to set you back decades, if not an entire lifetime. Uh, people people are, are buying homes at later and later ages, having kids at later and later ages. I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of conflicting forces there. But in large part, due to the fact that in America, there's a total of $1.71 trillion in student loan debt. Over 40 million Americans owe an average of... $38,887 in student loan debt. That's a lot of money. I don't think that gigantic percentage of the population should owe that much in just student loans. And and you look at like look at salaries over the past 30 years and it's pretty flat like the line. Like since the 90s like it just really hasn't increased that much. But you look at the cost of tuition and it's like a hockey stick. Like, what gives here, man? I, I, I just... Well, I'll tell you what gives, actually. I, what goes into that? Well, <laughs> and, and what happens is, yes, it, it's unforgivable. It's, it's backed by the government. You know, you can't declare bankruptcy. It's one of the mm -hmm. only things you can't declare bankruptcy on. Student loans. So colleges, of course, know this. And what do they do? They hike up the cost of tuition up and up and up and up. No ceiling, really. And, of course, the messaging is, if you do not go to college, you won't be successful. It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant that it's just hammered into the, the minds of families all across America that this is the way. When it is the, the keyword being the, the way, the way. It could be a way if you are financially responsible and go about it in a smarter way a financially responsible way where you evaluate the return on investment if you choose this major or that major yep. Yep. or gender studies or engineering. Clue you in on a secret. If you choose the gender studies major or the social science or any any of that major, the, your ROI is going to be really, 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 really poor. Like, that's financially irresponsible, especially if you're going, like, out of state unnecessarily. A lot of people go out of state unnecessarily and they pay, like, twice of what they what they what everyone else is paying. So be smart about it. Okay, if I choose this major, what what kind of jobs can I get? What are the average starting salaries at those jobs? How do they progress over the next 10, 20, 30 years? And how much am I going to be paying in tuition? Being financially smart about it. But for the most part, it's just a complete disaster as evidenced by the $1.71 trillion in student loan debt. That's massive. And it just keeps going up, dude. Like when I first started preparing for my TED talk on this, it was, you know, less than a year ago, it was at $1.6 trillion. Then I saw it in the beginning of 2020 at $1.65 trillion. Now it's at $1.71 and I haven't checked it in a month. So God only knows what it's at now. I remember it at $1.5. I remember very well. And it was less than two years ago. And it just keeps going. Yeah, let's just add another $200 billion to it. You know, like it, disaster. So, what? So, because of this big disaster, as evidenced by that mountain of money that is ruining people's lives, 
Growth Mindset University, the podcast comes. Learning the lessons we should have learned in school, but did not. Also free, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and learning from real practitioners who are world-class at what they do. Not people spitting regurgitated theory from a McGraw-Hill education textbook. It's not that. Who, who haven't done the thing that they're talking about either ever or in the last 20 years. Mm. Complete this, this is the lane that people need, honestly. Not even, not that... It's the, again, the only option. It's a option. People don't understand that that first lane that you were mentioning, the college route that we were were conditioned is the only option, is such a critical decision for especially such critical years. This is when you have the most, like, creative energy, uh, sexual energy, like, mm-hmm. your, that and college, primal and college is you were stealing, talking about. College is stealing yeah. the prime of your life, by the way. Like, you're just sitting in a, in a classroom, like, <laughs> sitting in, like, an uncomfortable chair, like, doing, nothing, doing like, homework and, and just wasting such prime of your life on that. I can't even believe. I, I'm so angry about that. Honestly, that I wasted eighteen to twenty-two doing all this this homework and projects and sitting in goddamn class. What a waste of my life! I will look back at that when I'm eighty or when I'm on my deathbed, whenever, and be like, "Wow, man, I I wish I could add more more of my capitalize on more of my eighteen yeah. to twenty-two years." There's, I mean, you're you're clearly killing it with whatever the hell you did over there. So you're you've got uh, some translated experience or translated lessons for sure somewhere in there. But beyond grateful that it shaped this new lane and brought Growth Mindset University to life, because um, it's been awesome to follow from afar, and uh, I'm certain this is only the beginning of this adventure. So, um, with that said. I would love to tap into understanding anything that's happened in your world that has been truly life-changing. What we're looking for is some type of secret recipe you've got brewing, either a a system or a strategy or a process. Do you have any secret sauce uh, with kind of specific steps that we can share with the audience or the listener to either transition or level up their life. I, I just want to, I'm just going to take a page out of, um, out of, you know, being like on the debate stage and, and like being Do like, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Moderator, I'm actually not going to answer your question. I'm going to go back to the list. I'm going to, I have to respond to what, so I, uh, we're going to answer this question though, but in a second, I, I will use some of my time to, to wrap up uh, what we just said. I, I mentioned want. just an important caveat. I was like, Oh, growth mindset university and it's free. Well, College across America should not be free. That that that's mm. not that's not what I'm saying. That would be a disaster. That's called uh, that's actually the very beginning of socialism, <laughs> and and we don't really want that. And so uh, you know why is Growth Mindset University free? Well, I mean, look, I'm not a big institution with a bunch of overhead, and I don't offer accreditation. So that's that's why there. Uh, so I just wanted to just in case the word free stuck out to anyone i just wanted to make sure but no it's it is a good option i mean and as we mentioned earlier it can be compounding if you are smart about getting an engineering degree then add these audiobooks these podcasts these other things as yeah. a supplementary well, tool well seth you know think about that jim Rohn quote that i'll probably butcher that uh you know 
formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. So very true. So very Boom. true. Uh, everyone should should ponder that that quote. Every young person should ponder that quote, especially. Uh, so yeah. as to your question, the, the formula, yeah. Well, what I'll what I'll say here is that I've I've solved so many problems in my life, namely communication, namely you know not being able to talk to people right, uh, sales, not knowing how to sell, uh, also hiring. Mm-hmm. I've solved so many problems, problem after problem, challenge after challenge, through this process. It's very simple. It is. Seek out the learning resources from people who, well, number one, actually identify the problem. Admit to yourself the, the problem. Then seek out the resources from people who ought to know. Mm. That's number two. And then test what you've learned. Go do it. Don't waste time do, in doing it. You know, for example, with, uh, you know, communication, I'll just run through it. Like, number one, you know, identifying the problem. Yeah, like, I, it was pretty evident that I was a, a poor communicator. I didn't have friends in high school. And then in, uh, in college, even when I had friends, I'd walk away from so many interaction after interaction, just shaking my head. Like, ah, you know, I just do it. You know, so I just, I wasn't, I was not a talented communicator. And I really, really desperately wanted to fix that problem. So, uh, so I picked up books like, of course, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Captivate the Science of Succeeding with People by Vanessa Van Edwards, and all sorts of books on human behavior and communication, like The Laws of Human Nature and The Ellipsis Manual, Analysis and Engineering of Human Behavior by my friend Chase Hughes, and um, so many books on communication that I'm even forgetting right now. Let me take a look <laughs> at this stack. Yeah, dude, just so many. But then, you know, so I've, I sought out the research from people who ought to know, people who are doing it, people who are really good at it, very talented, world-class at it, not just university professors. And then implement it. I mean, with obviously with, yep. with, uh, with communication, it's very easy. The real world is communication. I mean, everywhere you turn, it's communication. There's sure. people out there in the real world. Uh, but, I mean, for sales like it, or, and prospecting and learning prospecting, it's, I mean, it's very simple. You just... You just start prospecting. You just, uh, I don't know. No, you mentioned. You just, you just, you I just mean, do it. You just tr- start trying it. That's the the key piece here I, I, in this formula is that third step um, to mm-hmm. really just iron out and reinforce. So many people can identify the problem, recognize exactly what needs to be done, yeah. but they live in that planning and strategy yeah. stage yeah. forever. So that step three, that execution, testing, and optimizing. That's the key piece that I heard from yep. from your formula, and for sure. To your point that a lot of people kind of know the problem, they, 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 they seek out the learning resources, they consume so many learning resources that it almost becomes masturbatory. Like, oh, I just, I'll just read. Yep. I, oh, I, now I need to, before I really start taking action, I need to read this. I need to learn this. And then they never do it. And I actually found, mm. found that happening with, with prospecting. Uh, I was just super fearful of it. And I fi- when I finally started doing it, it changed my life and business forever. And it actually only started, I, I, only, it all, I only started implementing it in the time that we've known each other, Travis. Wow. So not too long ago. Impressive. But, but what, I forget what I was going to say next. That happens sometimes. 
Man. The value, yeah, we're just re- reinforcing the value of execution. Oh and yeah. So something without- I said to the to the high school, one of the high school classes the other day is the big secret to a lot of what I've done over the past few years is I just do the things I know I should do. We all know in our heads like what would be good for us. What we all know those things we we kind of really should do. I just I just do those things for the most part. <laughs> Oh, I appreciate it so much. Um, so with that, uh, I'd love to just hear maybe a bullet point list of your fi- most valuable tools or resources that you have in your life. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be uh, anything extravagant. Maybe it is just a simple app or um, a few go-to books or something. Just curious if you have any... Mm mediums yeah. when you're mentioning these seek out tools and resources yes. what's top of your list when when you start that the laws of human nature by robert green it's a book that sits on top right here so i can easily grab it and that's a wonderful book uh, my favorite book and you know also, uh, audible is just a, a a wonderful wonderful tool wonderful resource uh Obviously, you know, the various podcast apps, like I, I use Cashbox to listen to podcasts, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a, a great resource, a great tool, you know, that, that really is that really is life, life-changing, life really allows me to amplify my learning and, and, and pack it into uh, as much as I can. I still have white space. I still have moments where I'm, I'm not engaged, you know, where I have time for ideas, where I'm not listening or doing anything. Uh, but it'll... But while I'm cooking, I love to, or driving sometimes. Sometimes I like to listen to music. A lot of times I do that. But um, yeah, I mean, the, look, uh, nothing fancy, man. Just just those things. It's simple. No, this is this is exactly what I hope to to unpack and really share with the listener that's here with us every time. Is so much of this is mental. So much of this is we put up these hurdles and these these just pedestals that are so unnecessary when really it's simple so many simple habits that yes. we've covered here today simple strategies and just simplifying life um and i'm yeah just beyond grateful f- to extract and understand these lessons that you're putting forth uh out there in the world so would just want to take a moment before we wrap up here and give you your your last little mo- moment for a monologue, yeah. uh, but just giving you just a moment of deep appreciation and acknowledgement because I've been watching from afar f- prior to when you even were contacted by me. So oh, uh, it's been awesome to just really f- see your journey come to life. And I know the age-based hurdle is a massive crutch so many people are crippled by both directions both young and old for some reason people out there whenever you see a young gun killing it they're like oh you're so young whatever and i'm seeing the same with older older gentlemen in their 50s and 60s becoming content creators and they're like oh Mm -hmm. what are you doing so like you're breaking this mentality of you have to be a 40-year-old founder married with one kid. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And it, it's so awesome to see you just blazing a path so far left of, of, of the rest of the world, um, of, of going that traditional college route. And it's just uh, amazing to Fuck see that route. 
what you're putting. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. why you're here in this seat, man. And it's just know that it's deeply recognized and appreciated. Um, and I'm hope, hopefully here to amplify that message. So with that said, can, can you share any final words with this listener here? They're trying to either transition or pivot or just level up their life in general. Mm. What final words do you have to help this listener erupt into <laughs> beast mode. Well, first I say thank you, and I, the time flew by. I really enjoyed it. I I, I always love talking with you. I, I I think our energy really aligns, and and it's yeah, it's just a joy to talk to you. It just is. So thank you, and to erupt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to your question. <laughs> so. I just drill, I just drill into people's heads that hope is not a strategy. Hope, while essential, all by itself is not a strategy. I mean, if it is a strategy, it's a really poor strategy. And and I'm saying this even still, listening to three hours to a Holocaust survivor story yesterday on Jocko's podcast, Jocko Willing's podcast, really fantastic. And I mean, she kept just saying through. I mean, talking about hope, she just kept talking about hope and. Uh, Hope is all they had. That's really all you could do. There are certain circumstances, situations where hope is really all you can do. But in most situations, in most problems in life and business, it's not the case. There, there's a little bit more than that you can do than just hope. I so, And I started talking about this after seeing somebody's tweet, some girl I went to school with. I saw this like two years ago. And she was like, she tweeted, hoping for a change. I just I said, are you kidding me? Like how disempowering! I'm just gonna sit here and hope and wait and pray. Are you kidding me? It's not gonna get it done. Don't hope for a change. Make the change. That's what I gotta say. Hope is not a strategy. Don't hope for any any sort. Whatever change you want, don't hope for it. Make it. Plan to make it. Life. All so many prosperities in life can be yours with a simple plan. You know, wealth. And health, and you, as Jim Rohn would say, you don't need wealth. You don't need to be wealthy to make a wealth plan. You don't need to be healthy to make a health plan. You don't need to be these things currently to make these plans. Uh, all of life's prosperity can be yours with a simple plan. So, yes. What are you planning on? Boom. Boom. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Paris. Thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you here. Uh, everybody. Follow, do all the fun things, the calls to action. Uh, he's killing it on LinkedIn. Uh, Growth Mindset University podcast is one of my go-tos. Uh, it's been excellent to continue seeing him level up and bring in higher-level guests for these lessons that are not taught in school. Um, thank you so much, Jordan Paris. Appreciate your time so much. Travis, thanks. End audio experience. You're a beast.